With more than a million uniformed employees, the Defense Department occasionally has people who break the law, and when that happens, the DOD's law enforcement agencies are supposed to report information to the FBI. Incompleteness of this data has been a problem for years. Now the Defense Inspector General has taken a fresh look. Joining me with what it found, the DOD OIG's Director of Investigative Oversight, Jeff Bennett. Mr. Bennett, good to have you on. Thanks for having me on, Tom. And this is something you have looked at periodically over the years, this reporting of data. Just give us the background on what data the DOD is required under law, I guess, to report to the various databases that the FBI operates. Well, the criminal history information that the DOD is required to report to the FBI includes any convictions for felony offenses and any convictions for misdemeanor domestic violence. So that would include things such as rape, homicide, larceny, any of the major felony criminal offenses. And this reporting is done by the Defense Department's own law enforcement agencies, and I guess there's quite a number of those, aren't there? Right. There are a number of those. For the evaluations that we conduct, we evaluated the Defense Criminal Investigative Organizations, and those are the investigative organizations that are charged with investigating felony crimes. And those specifically are the Army CID, the Navy NCIS, the Air Force OSI, and the DOD OIG's Defense Criminal Investigative Service. Got it. And how big is this requirement every year? Well, the requirement is that for any of the felony investigations that the Defense Criminal Investigative Organizations undertake, they're required to submit at least fingerprints and final disposition reports to the FBI. And in many cases, they're also required to submit DNA samples. Got it. So is this like thousands of cases, tens of thousands, hundreds? Just give us a sense of the order of magnitude. I think it's fair to say it's probably thousands of cases per year that are investigated by the DCIOs. All right. What did you find? What are the principal findings? Are these organizations generally doing what they're supposed to? Well, in our most recent evaluation, we did find that they were, I'd say they, the Defense Criminal Investigative Organizations, were collecting and submitting the criminal history information to the FBI. So again, that's the fingerprints and final disposition reports, DNA samples, and sexual offender registration information. So we did find that they were consistent now in submitting that criminal history data, which was a positive finding. Because in years past, uh, dating back to 1997, we found that DCIOs were deficient in submitting this criminal history information. And in 1997, we undertook our first evaluation of fingerprint submission. And uh, in 2015 and 2017, we followed up uh, on fingerprint submission uh, evaluations. And in all three of those, we did find that they were deficient in submitting those fingerprint reports to the FBI. And I imagine that could have serious implications on the outside once the individuals involved leave the military service. It really does. If the DCIOs or the DOD law enforcement don't submit the criminal history information to the FBI, it could potentially allow a person who's been convicted of a felony offense to pass a background investigation and purchase weapons. And and that was the case, unfortunately, that was the case in uh, 2017 when a former Air Force member who was convicted while in the service was convicted of domestic violence and discharged from the Air Force, uh, his criminal history information was not transmitted to the FBI and it allowed him to pass a background investigation and subsequently buy firearms, which tragically he used in a shooting in Sutherland Springs, Texas in 2017. So those are the serious consequences for a to submit criminal history information to the FBI. We're speaking with Jeff Bennett. He's Director of Investigative Oversight at the Defense Department's Office of Inspector General. And I think maybe the more fundamental finding, besides the fact that the data is generally flowing, 
is that, just to quote your report, the LEOs, the Defense Law Enforcement Organizations, implemented new policies, processes, training, and management oversight. And this is something that seems to have led to this better result that you saw. Definitely, we believe so. Um, Certainly the policies that we reviewed, or I should say the revised policies that we reviewed, really clarified some of the older policies and were in far more detail and and now direct the DOD law enforcement organizations when and how to collect this criminal history information and then how and when to submit that information to the FBI. So it was good to see that they have taken this seriously and that they have taken the steps to, to improve their processes. We've also found that they improved their training, both in their basic uh, law enforcement training and in training once they get out to their field assignment. Uh, So there's a lot of on-the-job training that takes place and then uh, annual training that is occurring over a period of time. And finally, I think one of the best things that I saw that they have improved was in management oversight. And the management oversight, I'm talking about supervisors reviewing investigative case files to ensure that all this criminal history information that was collected during the course of the investigation was in fact transmitted to the FBI. And that's the critical piece is the involvement by the supervisors and by the higher headquarters to ensure that this information is flowing the way that it should. Sure. And did you find, in observing all of this, do the agencies on the DOD side have the necessary technological means they need to make sure the data gets there efficiently, the right transmission lines and websites and all of that plumbing? Yeah, and the plumbing and the, you know, the hardware, which was, I think that was the uh, the problem over a period of time was to get the hardware to transmit the fingerprints directly to the FBI electronically. So that took a little while to implement, you know, across the OD. And I think there are some locations that are still looking to purchase that and uh, get it hooked up. But they've done a very good job in getting the, the electronic transmission of fingerprints data to the FBI. But nevertheless, you did have some recommendations for all of the armed services. Just briefly tell us what those were. Yeah, the recommendations that we found during this evaluation were geared at least in part to the Naval Security Forces, which to this point did not have sufficient training at their basic course for the collection and submission of fingerprints. And then they also, we found they also didn't have uh, sufficient policies, processes, training, and management oversight for the collection and submission of DNA. So that was one of our major recommendations was for the Secretary of the Navy to improve those policies and processes. We also found that there were 11 DNA samples that were not submitted to the FBI. Now, I say 11 DNA samples. That's out of almost 900 that were collected and submitted. So, yeah, again, 0% is what we're shooting for, but 11 uh, samples that, that were not collected and submitted, that's, that's not too bad. So we recommended that the services go out and collect that DNA samples and transmit it to the FBI. And did they generally agree with your recommendations? Do you get a sense that, yeah, we're with you on this? Yes, they did, especially in, in this evaluation. Now, they've, they've agreed in the past, but certainly with this evaluation, they, they agreed with the recommendations, and probably just as important, they agreed with our findings in the evaluation as a whole, that they were, in fact, submitting that required criminal history information to the FBI. Sounds like, in general, then, that this is a loose end that has been mostly tied up. Yeah, we believe so. Certainly based on our results and what we found during our evaluation, we we think that certainly they have improved. And we think that in the future, when we go out to do additional or follow-up evaluations of this type, I think we're going to see similar results, or at least I hope we're going to see similar results. Certainly they have the things in place and the policies in place 
to tell them that they're required to collect this information and send it. So all of the infrastructure is there and all of the policy requirements are there. So there should be no reason that we see any, uh, any kind of backslide when we go back out in the future to do these kinds of evaluations. And that shooting in Texas that you referred to earlier that took place in 2017, near the end of the year there, was a horrible mass shooting, 26 people dead as a result of that gunman and many more injured. Do you think that was a catalyst for maybe DOD tightening this whole thing up? Uh, I really think it was. I think I think that certainly caught uh, they, it caught their attention and forced them to look at not only what their current policies and processes are and the training and so on, but it also forced them to go back and look at all of the criminal investigations that they conducted over a long period of time, I believe going back to about 1998, to go through all of those investigative files to ensure that the prints and the criminal history information was in fact submitted to the FBI and for those cases that it wasn't or they found that it wasn't, they did a good job in submitting that information to the FBI. Jeff Bennett is Director of Investigative Oversight at the Defense Department's Office of Inspector General. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate the time. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive along with a link to that report. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.